Hello, grumpy my grumpy face. <laughs> oh my gosh, just <laughs> outing me right at the beginning. I want to get it out of the system, right? Whew. Okay. Yeah, I guess that felt that felt pretty good. <laughs> Why are you grumpy? <laughs> eh, I just... Uh, it was one of those mornings where I knew I was going to be busy, and so I set my expectations really low for what I was going to get done. And... I still managed to fall short of those. It's just oh, like, one of those. Yeah, you're like, it's okay. I know I'm going to have a crazy day. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, lick this stamp and put this letter in the mailbox. And then like <laughs> somehow you get to like five o'clock and you still haven't managed to do that. So no, it's not quite like that. I just wanted to update some tests. That was my And it's not morning. five o'clock. It's like noon or something in austin yeah but my most productive hours are in the morning basically yeah that is true you're yeah. early riser yeah i am and so it's okay i actually did just get it happen to get it done right before we connected um nice and so that's fine but like when you messaged me <laughs> the 10 minutes <laughs> i needed to do the thing it was like you messaged me 10 minutes before this started and i was right in the middle of finally you know licking the oh, proverbial no. stamp and so I was like, just let me finish this, would you? <laughs> yeah. I, so, I so I did. <laughs> so I did. And so now I'm feeling great, man. That's all good. I just oh, needed good. my 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> yeah, and you got them. I got them. So what am I, what am I complaining about? <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, now it's great. Woo. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm not grumpy. Good for you. I'm not anymore I, either. That's good. Yeah. None of us are ever grumpy after recording a podcast. That's right. We, it, it just it has this way of just easing tensions and melting yeah. away the stress. <laughs> Maybe it's because you don't check, I hope, check social media and news and stuff for while we record. Yeah, that, de- that definitely helps. Um, and I... <laughs> And I don't, keep me honest, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, So why are you doing good? Um, Well. I'm feeling like things are happening. I feel good about things right now. Um, I, you know, the overall goal right now is to figure out basically what's working and what's not working. And, um, you know, we're very actively seeking answers and like, almost confronting people um and it's it just feels good uh i touched on this on the last episode as well but it's like you know that no matter what we're gonna learn something and Mm -hmm. like we might not love what we learn but at least we'll be able to course correct somehow yeah um yeah so a few things happened in the past week that was nice i'm had the impromptu vacation last week uh that was really nice um did manage to get some work done anyways um i did an office hour session uh, with pantheon which was cool it was one of those things where it's like you know they have this office hours um event every week and it's not they don't have a very big attendance it's actually not it's pretty small but the thing is it's like the way i thought about it was you know there will be a bunch of pantheon employees that basically it's part of their job to show up and do this office hours. So 
Yeah. At least it's an opportunity for me to like, you know, look good in front of these uh, DevRel people that are running this office hours. Mm. Um, because those people are the same people that also like interface with customers and help them figure out which CI CD solution to use. So it's like, even if it was literally only a few Pantheon employees, like it would just be like, you know, uh, opportunity to demo the product and answer a few questions. That's cool. It went super well. Um, yeah, and 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 one of the the people there, like the, working at the company, didn't know much about Branch, and he was he was really liking what he saw, and and he even sent me a, a, a thank you note after the call, and like saying he was excited to share Branch with the with people and with more people, um, nice. which was super nice. Yeah. Um, so just like all these small things like slowly building um it's funny um pantheon is so like developer focused um and they wanna um they wanna have a section in their documentation um with a guide for how to use branch with pantheon um so the way that is that is happening is i submit a pull request to their documentation uh, git repository with like mm-hmm. my um with like a basically a stripped down version of the guide we already have on our on our website uh-huh. um, it's just funny that yeah they're asking huh. you to do a pull request it's like pretty technical <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's a little bit of like culture there yeah yeah and then another nice thing that happened is um last week on friday i got a an email from wp engine with a link to their documentation um with a guide about how to use branch with uh, their platform. Who, and, who is that again? Yeah, it's a small hosting company called WP Engine. I'm not sure if you heard WP about them. Engine. Yeah. No, anyway. Yeah, they're they're pretty big. <laughs> yeah, they're right? only they're only as big as like all the other managed hosting companies combined or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one yeah. of those ones where you just need to like pause and pause and savor it um that's great yeah that felt really big it's like you know i've done a lot of stuff with them already like they've helped promote some of the stuff we've done of on our end but it's you know with wp engine you don't just submit a pull request to their documentation it's like Mm. it's a thing like and they have people that work at their company whose job it is to write documentation that's like what they do um so First of all, I didn't write the documentation they did. Like one of those people did wow. um, worked with me, of course, um, and, you know, ran that process. Um, and it's just, it's something like when they mentioned that they would add it to their documentation, I thought, nice, but, you know, it's kind of like out of my control when that will happen and how that will happen. Um, mm. But they moved really quick on it. Um, awesome. And I was just surprised about like how, like yeah that that just kind of like happened and it seemed to happen and it wasn't out of nowhere but that's how it felt almost and but obviously like it's taken you know more than a year um to get to that point but you know it's pretty nice to have a dedicated page on the wp engine website right now that's about branch and how to use it uh, with their platform yeah that will pay many dividends Yes, and it's probably a good link as well to have, or a few links, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a good article. Um, and they, you know, I've, they really do justice to the integration we've built. So that was just like one of those wins where you're like, this is something that takes time to build up. And it's something, you know, that someone else can't just copy and like, 
built something in a week, like over the weekend and posted on product hunt. And that's like, that's something that'll take, it takes a lot of like business development and trust Mm -hmm. building and collaboration and all that stuff before you get to that. Right. Yeah. Those things where there's no shortcut, but the only thing you can do is go through the difficult parts. That's uh, that's called a moat. Exactly. And it's (laughs) slowly building, slowly building. That's right. There's only one way across. Yeah. 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 So that was really cool. Um, Then one, you know, the plan I talked about last week, the main thing was that we were going to have this survey uh, when people sign up and it's almost uh, done the, the mechanics behind the survey. Um, uh, Bjorn built that last week. He's not, um, he's on vacation this week. Um, So I think it will go live early next week. Mm. Um, it's only styling we need right now. Um, but it's okay. pretty cool. Like it'll, it, it's, it's, um, it's not an external tool we use. Like it's literally just like coded in Vue and Laravel, and it's just a part of the app. Um, and it's you know hundred percent customizable, and um, it's it's just gonna be like a nice way to onboard people. And I think most people would won't actually mind. It's a super quick. Uh, survey but it'll give us so much more context about who these essentially github accounts are that are signing up right now because we get none we get no information except like their github username Mm. um the email address that's attached to their github account and like what their repositories they connect are called okay so you know sometimes it's like that's like you know not a lot of content. a lot of information, right? If they have a yeah. company name and their email address, sure, and and their uh, repository says something like you know Nike uh, summer campaign, <laughs> something like that, right? You know, sure. it's you know what you're what you're working with, um, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's not like that. So it's going to yeah. be nice to know more, um, and yeah. I'm excited to get that out. Um, yeah, you you gain a lot of insights that you won't get through a, through just reading the lines. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing was I was going to try to get a lot more demos and onboarding calls with people. Um, so I send out, first of all, like I added links like three or four different places on the home um, homepage about like click here to book a demo. Yeah. Um, I also added a permanent link like in the sidebar in the app that just stays there all the time to book a demo. Nice. So as you know, it's a little bit too much and too spammy but it's you know that's what we talked about in the last episode like you know we're optimizing for getting as many people as possible to click these things yeah that's so right it's, it's in the live chat it's it's basically everywhere yeah um, and it's also in an email you get 20 minutes after you sign up it's like hey do you want a quick demo um no one's reacted to that yet but it's only been one or two working days i think that's actually been out um, okay. but i did send out a broadcast to existing users and I got uh, four demos so far scheduled based on that, which I thought wasn't too bad, actually, because it's people who, you know, some of them, maybe they signed up a while ago and they barely remember what it is or, Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, they signed up and they're already like using the product. So why would they schedule a demo? Um, But I also like try to like phrase it as like a review of your workflow or like whatever you need it to be. Like uh, I'll just make myself available for a quick call to learn more about how your work's some free consulting in exchange for your attention. Yeah. Um 
so I was actually happy to get four calls scheduled this week. Um, had the first one today. It the person wasn't necessarily the best fit, um, but you know you still learn something from talking to these people and yeah. talking about like how they heard about you and you know what made it attractive to them, um, cool. which was was helpful. Um, yeah, I mean even the folks where it's not a fit, you can kind of build up. Somebody was saying this to me recently. But as an anti-type, like yeah, every once in a while that can be really helpful is to just help your team and you know that when somebody's exhibiting these traits, they're definitely not a fit, and you yeah. shouldn't even try to make them a fit. It's like cool. No, that's a good. That's a very good point, actually. Like when people are saying these things and they do this thing, mm-hmm. probably like that's a bad sign. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's only going to waste time to go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have three calls back to back on Thursday that I'm looking forward to. And uh, maybe we'll get a couple more like from, you know, people signing up and getting that first email. Um, maybe we'll have to tweak stuff if we don't feel like we get enough demos. But for now, like, you know, <laughs> if I had four demos every week, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Especially considering how difficult these folks, or you've said in the past that a lot of these people just don't want to talk. Yeah. So this is this is good. Yeah. Sometimes it's like <laughs> when people get on a call or are eager to get on a call, I'm actually worrying that's a red flag. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah. That's great. You'll have to... <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be. It could also be somebody that whose job it is to solve this pain point, and that's kind yeah. of ideal. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like are the and are then, the weak are the weak desperate fish the ones that are biting the bait? <laughs> like, maybe can't find their own food. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So um, I also got a new customer last week, which wow. was really exciting, actually, um, because the this applause. was the first. <laughs> yeah this was the first um customer that i'd never spoken to um that you know didn't know about me or didn't you know i didn't have any interaction with him uh he wasn't like someone who listened to this podcast or followed me on twitter or someone who had like you know i've like basically done a sale run a sales process on the person mm-hmm. Um this was just like someone who signed up and you know set up a few build steps and when you look at the build steps he set up like you could tell that you know he was going to get value out of this when it worked because it was a build step a deployment step a few test steps and a Q&A step so it's like if when when he gets a green build like he's going to get a lot of value out of this and he actually very quickly got you a green build and he actually upgraded before he hit the limit because you know it was clear to him that he would want to go on a paid plan anyways Mm. um awesome yeah so that would just like that obviously (laughs) just make my day when i saw that yeah yeah um and he's just he's a dream customer i think because he's technical um he's using pantheon so he like that makes him technical (laughs) in and by itself Mm. um i he had a question in live chat and then after i solved his problem i was like okay then you know i get to do a little ask so i asked him where he heard about branch and he sent me like a fairly long message um basically he was saying that um 
someone they had like someone at their company was like has started to talk about like they should leverage CI/CD to like uh, automate part of their processes um and he was kind of like been asked to to research this he's he tried around with or played around with Jenkins and Circle CIs and a few others apparently um but you know obviously didn't love them um mm-hmm. and then he said he he saw an advertisement for branch on LinkedIn um and signed up for free account and you know i was thinking like i haven't run any advertisements for branch on linkedin like (laughs) and then i realized that um both me and pantheon had shared the guide that we had um that we published recently on linkedin and pantheon had been running a few posts there um in relation to when i did the the office hours with them Mm-hmm. So they've been promoting Branch a little bit, and they're actually live streaming this office hours on LinkedIn. I think apparently okay. they're getting a lot of traction with on LinkedIn, which I thought was interesting because I don't use it a lot and I don't know much about it. But apparently this person had seen Branch on LinkedIn, you know, never heard of me, didn't even hear about it on Twitter like everyone else. Wow, yeah, and signed yeah. up and was like a super great fit and instantly yeah. just you know upgraded. That's awesome. so really really gave me some like inspiration mm-hmm. to explore explore linkedin more um mm-hmm. and it yeah. made me think about it made me think about something you said on a mastermind call uh with with you and Derek a couple weeks ago where you you questioned like or you didn't question but you basically said like you don't know right now you don't know if it's just like volumes problem you have right now because you don't know what the dynamics are of this business like it might just be that you need 20 times the traffic you have right now mm-hmm. um and it just yeah. made me think that like actually with like I, ha- I ha- right now i have a few like two or three people in the product that i think could potentially upgrade like pretty soon mm-hmm. i don't know th- that they will but like they're obvious candidates to upgrade pretty soon mm-hmm. and it's making me think like like maybe it's not that as bad as i maybe thought it was two weeks ago because you know, some people are finding it and on their own actually are able to get value out of it and quite a lot of value and be pretty excited about it. Um, yeah. So the people are out there and, you know, it's obviously we still need to learn more and that's what we're doing with the survey and the, the demo calls and, you know, just reaching out to people and live chat and all that. Um, but yeah, it might just be that we need to do more mar- marketing as well. And it's like, you know, we get about a thousand people to the website right now, which is not, you know, a, a ton. Um, or per what? Yeah. Per, no, <laughs> or per month. A thousand, thousand people per yeah. month. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Decent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe if it was 10,000, like maybe actually we would get a couple of customers here and there and, and it would start oh, to yeah. like work. <laughs> and there would be I, stuff I, that we could optimize and we would learn, obviously, we would learn faster. and. Yeah, because what happens is like those customers, they're sort of breaking through something, right? And then yeah, their message gets out to the other nine thousand something, and among those nine thousand yeah. something, there's other people who are willing to pay for the right thing. They just they need more of that whole product experience. They need more convincing communication, persuasion, critic. You know, folks around them talking about. It. They just need that. They're not going to buy until that happens. That wave starts to no. rest. 
So, um, I, yeah. yeah, it's quite possible. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously we just don't know yet, mm-hmm. but it just made me like, you know, nice. think that maybe, maybe there are more people like him on LinkedIn. Like maybe he's the only one, but there might be more people like him, yeah. you know, people working at agencies looking to like have a better workflow mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily like following influences on on Twitter all day long, but right. maybe I I think I just called myself an influencer. Um, <laughs> we, we understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that are just like on LinkedIn because they're just quote normal people having quote normal jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, uh, well, I think the role that LinkedIn plays in B2B is misunderstood by a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's spammy, it's rounded, it's blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, actually, it's where a lot of people go and yeah. just check once a day or once a week just for things from colleagues and whatnot. So I, I found it to be a very useful channel in the past. Yeah. 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 Um, I talked to um, one of my customers is like a super savvy business person as well. And, you know, he's helping a lot of WordPress agencies. Um, on the business side of things as well. And, and I asked him like, just be completely honest with me. Like, cause I'm having this problem right now. And like, what do you think? Like, what are you seeing? Like, is there something that's obvious to you or like that you think I could do a better job of, um, to make this business work? And he was super nice. And he wrote like two or three pages back with ideas and suggestions and stuff Mm. that I really appreciated. Um, But one of the things he said was like, look at companies like Pantheon. Like I'm pretty sure they're selling to almost the same people as you're selling to. And like, look at their websites and, and you know, the, the, the different sites they run and like how they talk to their customers and how they talk about the value proposition and this problem. And then maybe look at some of the other hosting companies um, that aren't necessarily like super agency focused and like, what are they saying instead? And like, what are the differences? And like, try to understand the differences. But then, you know, I just, um, one of the Pantheon employees made like kind of like a offhand comment about like how LinkedIn is like, going super well for them and that's why they're live streaming and doing stuff on linkedin and i'm like hmm "Hmm, maybe i need to be on linkedin yeah 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 no keep an open mind um yeah whatever whatever's fruitful yeah yeah anyway so like i'm just more hopeful i guess because it's it would be odd to me if he's like the only person out there no (laughs) that works for like an agency you've never heard of in a city yep. you've Peter, never heard news. of. Great news. He was the only one and you just happened to come across him. Yeah, I mean, that's insane, right? How amazing right? is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, he's not the only one. <laughs> Which one of those is more likely? <laughs> Actually, it's like, you know, it's it's an agency with like, you know, their, their website is all right, but it's like most of these like bread and butter agencies, their websites aren't aren't actually that great because they're too busy just creating other people's websites right mm-hmm. and it's like a bunch of people working at some sort of like wordpress agency that you've never heard of in san antonio texas and there's probably you know 10 others just in that city um if not more and it's like yeah they're all over the place i think mm. yeah, it's it's great and, and then it just becomes a how do i 
how do I, you know, imagine I have a magnet. How do I pull all of those people like him out of the, yeah. you know, out of the hay pile? <laughs> right? Yeah. And if yeah. like, to be fair, like, like it's it's fair i think it's fair to say that he came like as a result of my partnership with pantheon yeah that worked um that's via their linkedin channel Mm -hmm. so it's like building up those and even like the the wp engine you know being in their documentation it's like that'll help me rank in google as well so you know i think yeah maybe maybe you know all these small creeks or streams will turn into rivers one day and and slowly like we'll see what works and we can double down um at least i'm hopeful and it's like that was just something that was really nice to see and exactly what i needed at this point yeah that is interesting like we don't sometimes when you have a zero you know in, in an area of the business maybe we look for you know the smoking gun the one big problem, the thing that's holding us back. And I think when we see a big problem, we're looking for a big reason for it. And this actually goes to like conspiracy theories. I was watching um, John Oliver recently, and he was talking about this, essentially how our minds work as um, researchers have said like, hey, when something weird happens or something happens that we don't like, we look for a cause that's equally large or impactful, right? It's like, okay, Mm. nobody's activating it must be because I'm not doing insert some big thing. And maybe what you're finding to some extent is actually it's like, no, there's like 11 leaks (laughs) in the, in in the, in the funnel that, you know, if you would just plug them all in, Oh, by the way, after you plug those 11, if you pour 10 times more water in the top, (laughs) like it'll be viable. Right. Yeah. Um, it feels good though. Yeah. You feel like you're making progress, you know? Yeah. Um, and like yeah. to the to your other other point, it's like maybe like with the leaks that we have right now, um it, one person out of a thousand mm-hmm. people coming to the website will right. become a paying customer. But it's like if you get nine hundred and sixty uh, visits every month, that's actually not enough. <laughs> That right. to be sure that you get a sign up every month, but right. then you know if you got ten thousand, like you would start to know what that number is because if the number is not a zero but like a zero point zero five, like you just need more in the top of the yes. funnel to know that that's the that's number. Right. So right. that, but then it's not a zero. Then it's something you can actually improve on mm-hmm. um, and change. But yeah. if it's a zero, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And when you have, it is the curse of small numbers. Like you have five things and, you know, four of them or all five of them find their way through one of those leaks. You really haven't learned much yet. No. You know, it's like, all you know is that it's such a small number that they all found their way, uh, you know, yeah. the wrong direction. But yeah, I, I agree. So, well, that's exciting, man. I'm glad to hear about it. You definitely sound encouraged and you're on you're on a good track. I was going to ask you what's next, but it sounds like you just want to, you kind of need to keep stoking this for a while, right? Or keep, stay focused. Yeah. So like my main priority right now is the, the calls with people. Um, mm-hmm. But then we're also like, I'm, even though the survey is not yet, I'm, I'm easing into what I'm calling phase two, which is product improvements at, that are affecting activation. Um, so that would be, something that that's on my table is like start doing more screencasts um 
like yeah. I saw you start doing with Summit, which is maybe a segue into your update. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good week. I, I you know, I'm actually had a sign up. Well, I've had I'm having signups every day. You know, somewhere between half a dozen and and a dozen or so, sometimes more, which is which is great. Um, I'm not really trying to increase the top of funnel um, at the moment, so I'm just seeing what those folks do, the experience that they have, getting feedback. Um, I really made it through a bunch of um, bugs last week that were pretty important and. Um, you know, it's great to get the feedback from folks and say, Hey, I did this and this is what happened. Um, and then working very closely with a few people in particular, just to see, just to get ahead of other stuff that, you know, there's only a few power users, right? So when power users discover something, it's nice. Cause you figure that out and you know that like the next wave is going to have an even better product experience <laughs> than the, yeah than the first few. So that was kind of the mode, um, last week and, mm. um, it felt good though. And I will say like the highlight was I was, uh, over the weekend, uh, was watching a movie with the family and then I checked my email afterwards and I saw I had a new subscription sign up. I got a, a charge nice. notification. <laughs> yeah. Which was, I wouldn't say it was quite the same category as yours, but it was a step in the right direction. It was, it's somebody that I, that follows me on Twitter and I think vice versa, maybe not, but um, so it's somebody that's in that sphere, but it's not somebody I've ever spoken to directly. You know, I've never had a meeting or a call with them. Um, and I've not really even, I've not direct messaged them. So there really has been no direct sales activity. It's just been, you know, perhaps this podcast and then just Twitter uh, kind of at large. And yeah, uh, yeah they, they, si- they signed up and they were, from what I could tell, they were really getting a lot of use out of it. They were adding you know, individual team members to their expense items. Um, they were, you know, creating, I mean, they were using the product exactly the way I would hope somebody at their stage would use it and they signed up. So I got a new, new subscription. <laughs> it's like, Congrats. Uh, yeah. And, and honestly, like that step of saying, wow, this person was not, you know, I didn't tell this person, Hey, you know, I'd love for you to sign up. You know, I think it's going to work for you. It's going to be great. And then, you know, spend an hour with them on chat or the, like, there was no, none of that. It was, wow. They came to the product, they used it. They didn't chat with me. They convert, they, they got to a point they wanted more, they converted and they kept going. It's like, wow. The engine works. <laughs> that's, that is, uh, that's the magic, right? Is um, yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That was really, that felt really, really good. And then, um, yeah. I've just been continuing to get feedback like that. And then I, I finished the week after I crushed a few bugs, I finished the week by releasing a, I mean, I don't know. I, I had a lot of energy towards the end of the week. So I've released a couple features. One huh, is, why not? Why not? You know, uh, one is you can lock a model. So if you're working on one, similar like Photoshop or something, you can click a padlock icon and that event anyone in your account and you from um, editing values, updating things, changing things, deleting things um, so that it's just, it's locked, right? Um, now, obviously you can click unlock and edit it again, but the idea is that there are, there are decisions that people make at some point to say, this is our financial model. 
we want to essentially lock it in and we don't want any more changes being made. And, you know, that's, that's really useful for those situations because, you know, you want to have a, a stable sort of release, if you will, that you can look back to. It's a commit essentially and saying, yeah, you know, we want to freeze that in time and measure ourselves in the future against that model right and if we keep going back and changing the same model then we're not learning about ourselves like if you lock it and then you can go back and look you can you can actually compare your performance against your prediction and see yeah. how well you did and, and and basically you're evaluating the accuracy of your of your forecast right of your model um, so that lock button is actually pretty powerful when used in that way obviously it also just helps you not make mistakes and whatnot the other thing i did which really is part and parcel with that is you can copy a model so the workflow yeah would that's be, the other part of that right yeah so the workflow would be you create a model it's january 15th you know your team and everybody's happy with it you want this to be the one that you use sort of for the next three months um it's sort of your best foot forward right and you want to lock it in so you would lock it but then you want to immediately copy that, right? So you can click copy. It will completely clone everything in it, um, all the events and connections between events and create a new one. And then that allows you to have a working model, right? As well as that one that's frozen. And then that working model would become your sort of your commit or your frozen one, either 30 days later or 90 days later or whatever. So now, you know, with those two actions that you can do, you can see how this could become a repository, right, of models and learnings, right, that you can build on, right? And that's that's exciting to me because the tool then becomes this um, system of record, really, right, that you can keep going back to. Sounds like you're building GitHub. It's, it's, it is pretty funny, right? It's like the code of your business and... <laughs> committing that and yeah and then saying like how well did we do it capturing it what did we miss how accurate were we and being able to look back later and yeah. compare it. yeah and then and then actually let's take it one step farther like what's next is saying let's be able to diff two models right so i can look at oh, okay <laughs> right i want to be able to look at differences because i changed i had that working one right that working model yeah, yeah. i was in there in that headspace, making changes, saving changes. I, at some point I free myself from having to track how that's different than the prior, right? Cause you don't, mm. there's no point in doing that. But at some point you want to come back around and say, what are the deltas? What are the differences? What have we changed? And then how does performance, how is performance changing? Well, what's nice is you still have that old one. Yeah. So you can go back to the old one and rerun it and get the output. And then you can use the new one and run it and see the output. And then you can compare, you can diff the outputs of those two models as well, right? So that's really, that sounds really cool. Yeah. So now you can actually have essentially versioning of your business model and diffing the results, the forecasted results, as well as three months later, you look at the results of, you look at the output of both, right? And you say, hmm. We're now six months into the year. We have the one from January 15th, the one from March 15th, and now it's March, April, May, June 15th. We're going to look at our current performance and we're going to see 
how well does the January 15th forecast or prediction line up with today? How well does the March one line up with today? Which one's better? Which one's worse? Are we getting better or getting worse at forecasting our evolution or our improvements? And you can imagine building those quarter after quarter after quarter. That is almost never done in Excel. And it's very, very hard for anybody to do that because usually the structure of your business model is so um, interwoven with your Excel file that you can't yeah. diff it anymore, right? Like you change too many. First of all, diffing Excel is very, very hard. But even if you kept things, this, even if you tried to keep things the same, there's too many, you're changing your business model. So by definition, your Excel structure is changing, which means you can't just diff cells this and this very easily, right? And certainly not the, the formula, diffing the formulas, not just diffing the values is what we're talking about. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, Summit could use that as well at one point, right? Like to mm. basically say, okay, four quarters in a row, like you underestimated this and right. like help you tweak yeah. that. Yeah, so there's kind of two options, right? There's the canary feature, which is, hey, you are veering off track by this much percentage, you know, um, and you're, you're performing lower than your, what you predicted two months ago, whatever it is, right? Then there's also the point of if I am a financial operations person or CFO or just CEO, CEO or whatever it is, like I'm, I'm in leadership, I want to be able to show the team that we're getting better at this stuff, right? And so to be yeah. able to have a, so this is to be a whole separate area of the product, but to have an area where you can essentially bring in a locked or archived model and then bring in current performance and sort of have a showdown, right? Or a comparison between yeah. the two. What you end up building is actually a chart that Andy Grove, um, I don't know if he invented it, but Andy Grove was the CEO of Intel for a while. Um, and he wrote books like, you know, high output management, et cetera. But anyway, he had this thing called the stagger chart. And the stagger chart is exactly that. It's comparing your, uh, one month forecast with your performance a month later, your two month forecast, your performance two months later, three months, four months, five months, six months, all the way out as far as you can nice. go. Yeah. And so what you end up with is you end up with a, um, how good are we at forecasting how far into the future? So you get a, you get a deviation from forecast at each month out into the future. And that artifact is incredibly valuable when you go into something like a due diligence conversation or a fundraising conversation. Um, yeah. But most people have to create it when they go into those conversations, which is incredibly difficult because going back in time, first of all, it's kind of intellectually, is it intellectually honest, right? <laughs> how do you, yeah. how do you yeah, really yeah. go back and resurrect? Retro, retro, retrofitted. Retrofitted, exactly. Um, and second of all, it's just hard to do from a, from a number crunching standpoint. So what I would like to do is, you know, founders, and leadership teams begin at the earliest days archiving and storing those so that when it comes time to have those conversations, being able to show that staggered chart that Andy Grove talks about um, to anybody is a great way to demonstrate that you're removing risk from your business, right? Like this yeah. is literally the demonstration of risk reduction in a chart. <laughs> um, yeah. We do, we, we set goals and we hit them and we actually are getting better and better at hitting the goals that we forecast farther and farther out, right? 
and you can miss them in a good way, <laughs> right? So you can always <laughs> overachieve. But like even that saying, look, I'm telling you, this is what we're going to do. I have proof that I've done this before and I have proof that I'm good at setting reasonable expectations and beating them. Yeah, that's not really. Yeah, it's very strong. And there's no there's no system for that right now. Right. No. So that's what I'm not far from having, given that I have the lock in the archive. Now I just need to create the sort of the showdown diff feature, if you will. Yeah. And that's that's there then. Right. And so that I'm really excited about that because having gone through diligence and having gone through that that process first of all it's not even just about corporate development and fundraising it's your team right your your team needs to believe that you're getting better at these things right um, yeah you want to know you're holding you're yourself accountable things. yeah yeah exactly it's exactly it's a, it's an accountability system um that's that's easy to use right and easy for anybody yeah. to, to look at and demonstrate so i'm very that's excited cool. about that yeah it's not obvious to people that that's what forecasting and modeling can do for them <laughs> because it's just one of the you know i don't know why like it's it's one of those higher order I think functions maybe it, i think it's like it reminds me of our back like many many episodes ago when we talked about freemium and we talked about slack like you don't need them the message archive in the beginning but the more you use the product the more valid like by mm-hmm using the product you're actually digging you know the mode around the product for yourself like and you're making the product more valuable on the like the paid plan more valuable to you the more you use the product when you eventually so you eventually want to upgrade yeah because i guess so eventually like people realize that they actually need like the more they've used you know summit and the more like old plants they've locked down like eventually like they'll realize how valuable they are but they might not necessarily realize that early on because they aren't really that like they aren't valuable until they are Mm, yeah so actually that's interesting it would suggest that you know building those models and saving them is going to cost you know an incremental amount of money each time you do that because you're increasing the number of events that you have in the system so storing that it's just like storage right you're paying more for the storage locker if you will to store those yeah but the feature that diff you know, the feature that generates that staggered chart and that does that evaluation, that could be separate, basically. Yeah, because the more they're saved, Mm -hmm. the more valuable it'll be to get it eventually. That's right. It's like, yeah, diffing those isn't something maybe you want to do yet, but you know you want to have that available for when the time comes. And what's nice is being the third party, you know, there's the timestamps and there's the lock date and all of that. So what I'm presenting to the market what I'm giving you to present to your sh- stakeholders and shareholders is sort of an audited, audible trail, right? Of saying, mm. this really, you know, this hasn't been touched in 90 days and this is yeah. what we said we were going to do, right? And um, yeah, I, I'm thrilled about that <laughs> because I I know how hard it is to do that. I know how valuable it is. And um, frankly, you know, it, it, it's going to take another sprint to do that well. Yeah, but the fact that I can you can probably sign them. Create that, you know, why? What's that? Like you, you could sign the the output. Like when you spit up the the CSV or something. Like you could just you know cryptographically sign that data, and then you can prove later on that it it hasn't changed. Oh, yes, that's a great point. 
so I could create a checksum essentially. Yeah. Of that. of the of the exported of, output, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, it all gets um, it's all in Python before it's uh, sent up to the front end. So that would not be that would not be hard to do. That's actually yeah, really like a commit hash, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's in the way this is all going. Um, so I am, yep. I'm both excited about the last week of, you know, what's what's starting to manifest, and I'm also really bullish about, you know, what's around the corner from a, you know, feature standpoint, but also you know, the customers that I have right now that are adopting it to start to use it. Man, they've got pain and they are really happy. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, man. You set you you set a goal of doubling your revenue this month. Mm. Or do you think you'll hit it? <laughs> I did. I did. Dang, I've got a week left. Um, what was my revenue at the beginning of this month? Uh it's gonna be close. <laughs> it's gonna be close. Yeah. I was at I think that's why I I, I knew I that. At, That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I think I was at $443 a month or something like that. And I'm currently at 600 and something. But that should be 700 So when you told me, soon. I think when you told me, you actually set something around 350 Okay. Yeah. In that case, uh, it's going to be real close. <laughs> it's it's going to be close. Yeah, I've got two. Let's see. I've got one or two commitments at the $50 a month size. And then actually one other update really exciting from last week is I found onboarding help. And yeah, I, you know, we talked about this when I was in Croatia with you about what my plans were for summit from a services standpoint and, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to scale this business when there's always going to be a gap between the person that wants to be a power user and and is going to commit the time and then the CEO or person who says, I don't have the time to become a power user right now, but I want the value. And how do I help them help themselves or get them help? Right. And I have the concierge service, the concierge service at scale. And, um, what I found so far is, um, someone, I won't mention their name just yet, but they are very, uh, very experienced at, at creating financial models and very excited about um, working with me, testing it out and becoming a power user of Summit and already have given me really incredible feedback on the product itself of where, hey, this could be a little bit better or wow, this is amazing. Um, so both ends of the spectrum, but they, those Excel files I've been getting, um, they are happy to work with me to translate those Excel file models I'm getting from folks into Summit. Um, oh, nice! Actually, do that work, and you know, put their seal of approval on it. And given the fact that they've done hundreds of these or thousands of these in the past, <laughs> um, like it's a very skilled person, that's great for me because it means, first of all, I'm free to keep working on the product for everyone's benefit. But then, two, I think in this ecosystem that I'm entering, people like them, they already are there. They already provide these services. They already provide this consulting. Um, It doesn't have to be super expensive or high touch, but they already do this last mile delivery, if you will, of the value where they're power users of Excel, right? Or they're really good with QuickBooks, whatever it is, right? And they love having another tool in their tool belt. And if somebody says, hey, help me become a summit, help me get my business on summit, they can do that. And what's nice is 
they're looking for tools and I'm looking for people that want to build that on their resume, right? And become a, you know, a certified, a uh, summit certified professional, if you will. How do the financials work uh, with that setup for like the onboarding help? Yeah. So the financials, well, I will say this, like on the ground right now, um, we've both decided to just try it with no money moving around because um, there's uncertainty on both sides and there's a lot of upside potential for both of us. So it doesn't make sense to try to codify something. It's like, let's just get our hands dirty and uh, get our feet wet, whatever you want to use and try a few. But as I think about that, I think the unit economics could work out fine because if this is the kind of thing, I think there's a couple paths. One is do it yourself and do the free version. The next one is do it yourself and upgrade when you're ready to a monthly subscription. The next one might be uh, pay for an annual subscription and get concierge onboarding, right? So that that cash offsets the initial cost of onboarding, right? Which is going to be real. Um, And so I think with that three kind of three options, I think people are free then to say like, hey, I'll pay X dollars to have somebody spend those initial two hours getting my my model translated and then maybe i'll even pay extra to have them spend an hour with me and my team explaining the model to me and teaching me how to use yeah. it right yeah, so yeah. I, th- I think it's very powerful the difference is like i i really want to focus on being and i might change my mind again but i really want to focus on being you know the tool creator the yeah the adobe the microsoft and not the professional consulting services group because they're already out there <laughs> right mm-hmm. so why am i trying to be I, I don't want to compete with those people right those are actually my makes sense yeah. they're my power users you know <laughs> um, so i want to actually equip them to help as many companies as possible start using summit yeah that's a good way to think about it yeah yeah so i'm excited about that so um off to the races with that they're going to spend three or four hours this week getting a few folks on i have now half a dozen or more financial models that have been sent <laughs> to me saying that's cool on board this yeah so like that's my pipeline if you want to think about it too like those hopefully all become paying customers um at some point but well if um, they use enough e- events wink wink that's right and certainly the ability to copy and save your model is going to add to that but that's completely up to their discretion right so if they find value yeah. in features like that they will convert and I feel like I feel really good about the f- the fairness of the trade off here. It's like, you know, there's a free version, there's a paid, and the more you pay, the more value you get. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe I've got a blind spot, and I'm about to find out. But like, this is going. At least you'll going find out. Well, I will find out. And I guess this the kind of the the summary of this is I really feel like it's working, and it's worth my time to um, invest in making it better you know, in making things better because it, yeah. it is working. There's things are getting through. <laughs> and so yeah, if I yeah. make, if I make certain buttons less, you know, more faster, and if I make certain things, you know, easier to understand, if I remove friction, like that's all worth assuming that they're big, you know, big improvements. Um, it's worth my time now, which is a really great feeling when you're struggling to figure out yeah. is this valuable, like the value hacking stage. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's hard because you're like, yeah, I know that these buttons are not arranged the best way. I know that this 
you know, the, the number of trips to the server on this thing is, is too many. I know this, I know that, but like, that's not, it's not worth yeah. optimizing. that. You're really anymore. putting the part user fit to a test right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Like, I think I have it and I think yeah. to get it with more people, all I need to do is make what's there better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is also the road to product market fit. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, I got, I, there was a tiny seed founder who said, you know, Hey, I've created all these goals, but they're ordered weirdly. And so I just spent like 30 minutes, you know, doing a sort on the goals and it was, he was like, wow, this is great. And it's like, <laughs> that wasn't worth my time when he wasn't even using it or when he wasn't getting value. But yeah. when you, I, but when you can layer delight on top of value, then it's that, you know, that yeah. feeling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, this is another possible episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Let's keep the momentum going then. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, see. Like, maybe I'll have a baby. Um, mm. <laughs> one of these days, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know what's going to happen to uh, this momentum thing. But uh, at least I'll have something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> yeah. we have a plan. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, we actually do it. have a backup plan. Yeah. And that's going to be pretty cool. Cool, man. Well, um, I have no idea how long this was, but we could try to deliver. Well, it's it's just another typical 54-minute episode at this point. <laughs> yep. Well, oh, well, why make it shorter? As Ben uh, Ornstein alluded to, if it's uh, when he was a guest on our show, like oh, that's if... Right. If you know if you're on a roll, just keep rolling. Yeah, well, we did. Yep. All right. Well, good luck this <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, but let's actually stop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's get go back to working on businesses. Cool. Keep the momentum going. Talk All to right. you later. See you, man. Bye. Care. Bye. <laughs>